Before we get started with today's episode, a little warning. Guys, this is an R-rated podcast. Please don't listen with the kiddos present. We will probably definitely say something inappropriate for tiny ears. Hello, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliet. And I'm Jessen. Today, we'll be reviewing Devil in Winter by Lisa Kleypas, the third book in her Wallflower series. But before we dive in, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, and please rate and review us. Jessen and I would love to hear from you, so follow us on Twitter at SWReadRom and on our Instagram and Facebook pages, where we post updates on our upcoming episodes. Okay, Jessen, tell me what you have been doing lately. Okay, so I just wanted to mention this on the podcast. It's actually something we've both been doing, and I thought Uh that it would be fun, and possibly some of our listeners would be interested in it. So I, this is the only time that actual Facebook ads have benefited me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about whenever, um, one day I was scrolling through Facebook, there was a Facebook ad, and Mm -hmm. it was something about, like, this thing called Webtoons, and I was like, whatever. But then, like, something caught my eye, and I saw the word Persephone, and I was like, Persephone? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, so something to know about us in general. We just like mythology in general. And I love Greek mythology. And we both have a thing for especially Persephone and Hades. Like I'm obsessed with that story. Me too. I almost once wrote a book about that like (laughs) 10 years ago. (laughs) You'll get to it eventually. Yeah. This like (laughs) shelves. But I just like to go look at it and be like, oh, if only only I persisted. One day. But anyway, so there's this cool app called Webtoons that I discovered through the Facebook app. And I subscribe to the, it's like a comic. Mm-hmm. It's called Lore Olympus. Yes. And it's telling like a modern day retelling of Persephone and Hades and like how it's like how they fell in love and stuff like that. Oh my guys, God. It's so addictive. It's so cool. It's, I'm like every Sunday she posts a new episode and mm-hmm. I immediately, I'm like, Juliet, I'm like, did you? <laughs> Go look at the episode. Did I get my notification. It? I got it one night. I got it one time at like midnight. And like, well, I think she's a Kiwi. My... I think she's from New Zealand, oh, if I'm not mistaken. So it's probably the time difference. The time difference. But, oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with the story. She does Me it like, so well. It's so cool because it's like modern and like mm-hmm. they have cell phones. It's like all the Greek gods. And it's just yeah. so freaking funny. She's so talented. She Her drawings are beautiful. They're unbelievable. The art. Her artistic ability is outrageous. Mm-hmm. And her storytelling and ability. I lo- oh, God, yes. And Apollo, that total oh douchebag. Well, don't give it away too much. Okay, but yes, can't. Apollo is a douchebag. And I, Apollo is a total I want dick to chop in this series. <laughs> Y'all have got to go check it out. It's called Lore. L-O-R-E. Yeah, Lore Olympus. It, and it's just so cool. It, I love the way she does the characters. And um, Persephone is like sort of sweet. And she's pink. <laughs> they call her. And, and Hades is like, blue. like, look, my little cinnamon puff. And I'm just my like, little she cinnamon. is a cinnamon puff i love i actually do you follow her on instagram i do okay she um regrams people who cosplay you do the fan art yes. and the cosplay and fan art yeah fan art too but like people are cosplaying as these characters yeah. like fully painting their body in pink to be, yeah, persephone. To be persephone i it's saw one someone did Hera recently and she's like yellow and mm-hmm. she was gorgeous i'm like oh 
I saw that one. I saw that one too. I think it was like yesterday, honestly. (laughs) Probably because we're stalking her. I do. Because we're trying to get any information we can. Y'all, it is the cutest It's just really cute. I mean, it's totally free if you just want to go check it out. I thought maybe y'all would be interested. It's a love story. It's still ongoing. Mm -hmm. She's on like, as of now the time that we're recording the podcast i think she just came out with episode 39 or 40 somewhere uh, around there yeah um and she's been doing it for a while i mean this story is gonna go on you i know. know i was so sad because when you first told me about it i binge read all of them and then i was like i have to wait a whole week for another one this is ridiculous <laughs> yeah because we didn't we started not too long ago so we got to read like yeah. 35 episodes in a row right and non-stop binging and it's like where's oh, the rest yeah. of it but if you you guys like mythology yeah, and just like cool, go check that out it's amazing yes, it's, it's awesome it's absolutely amazing all right so let's get to uh our main event yes, devil in winter devil in winter <sighs> So excited about this one. Our first historical romance. I, yes, this is our first historical Finally. romance. Finally. Oh, I love historical romance. Yes. This is one of our favorite, one of our favorite genres. What are we talking about? We love them all. Yeah. But <laughs> this is my favorite genre. Yeah. I will say this for every genre. Yeah, exactly. And this is really my top, top favorite. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, favorite. Um, okay. So The Devil in Winter. This book, you guys, is a dual POV where the soft-spoken wallflower, Evie, is in desperation to escape her horrible family um, and proposes marriage a marriage of convenience to sebastian saint vincent a notorious rake who we all adore Mm -hmm. who is equally as desperate to marry an heiress lisa clapis masterfully explores the hidden depths of both characters who are much more than they seem i loved the chemistry between these two it's just right off the bat off the chain the sexual Mm -hmm. tension is just amazing and it's really cool because sebastian's supposed to be this reserved never you know like he's almost portrayed in earlier books as kind of foppish like yes the kind that's just like vain and oh yeah only cares about his reputation as you know a playboy and right and he has sex with all these women but it's just like whatever i don't know how to explain him he's just amazing sebastian i find he was such a good surprise because Mm -hmm. especially after reading it happened when autumn which is the previous book where he was painted as the villain like he was the villain of that book mm-hmm. but he's become my favorite hero from the wallflower series mine too ever and i'm <laughs> i'm obsessed with him and if you love sebastian as much as we do you can see little glimpses of him in other novels because clapis likes to include some cameos in her other characters it's like mm-hmm. she's book hopping characters that maybe you'll see them next time mm-hmm. just like in the background or help out the new hero and heroine i just like it i know and i love when um authors intertwine their series yeah, you know, so we just kind of see like, it just like makes, you said, those glimpses and makes it more real. It feels real. And like I, real I place. find it's easier to get enmeshed with that world if mm-hmm. it's like, oh, this is some familiar oh, people, them. but they're not <laughs> taking up too much of my time. Like mm-hmm. I have enough time to focus on the new characters. But hey, it's nice to see these people that I'm already right. familiar with. Yeah, it's with. a lot of depth. Yes, to the it world. really does. It really does. I love it. Um, I'm so glad that I discovered Clapis when I was in, I get in like, kicks where i'm in a Mm -hmm. certain genre and i'm like stick to it and this is whenever i was in my historical romance kick that (laughs) our friend becca sent me on after introducing me to julia quinn i'm just like so grateful yes julia quinn that's right that was becca uh another favorite historical romance writer of ours (laughs) yes thank you becca for so much 
Sending yes. love to you in Scotland. because we love the Bridgertons, and right. they will definitely be on the podcast. They're on our list. We're excited to get started on our first one. So let's yes. jump right into our main characters. So we have Sebastian St. Vincent. He is the villain of the previous book. So obviously, he's our anti-hero here. Mm-hmm. Um, he attempted to kidnap Lillian, Eve- Evie's friend, in a desperate bid to marry an heiress, since his father has depleted the ducal coffers. Yeah. <laughs> um, he has a reputation for being selfish unscrupulous and rakish yes. so yeah so this is our hero <laughs> reformed rakes make the best husbands oh as tons of historical because when they fall tell you they fall hard yes <laughs> his desperation works well though for evie i think evangeline jenner mm-hmm. who is our heroine and she has these absolutely horrendous relatives mm-hmm. i mean that even physically abuse her to try to control her and she's desperate to escape so she thinks that marrying saint vincent is the perfect answer and he needs money, and um, her dying father, the owner of a gaming club, um, has it. So she needs the protection of a title husband that he can provide. And so yep. that's where. So we it's are. a fair trade off. He needs money. She wants protection and to get away from her relatives. And <clears throat> yep, that's how this story starts. That's Literally right. right with her proposal. I know it. it's, it's like amazing. Awesome. So. So, We're going to start with our spoiler section. Yes. So if you have not read this book, what are you doing? Go pick up this book. <laughs> what, Go read what, this wonderfulness. I'm telling you, it's like it will suck you in and you won't be able to stop it. Yeah. And then come back and come chat with us about all of our spoilery thoughts. Because <laughs> we have lots. Morning. Spoilery <laughs> thoughts coming. Okay. Officially in the spoiler section, you guys. So we are going to first start with our showdown where Justin and I um, give you our favorite scene. All right. So showdown, you go first. All right. I'll first? go first. All right. So <laughs> my favorite scene, well, and there were, uh, it's really hard to pick, yeah. but is the billiards room oh scene. Oh my God. I, I just had a feeling that you were going to pick that one. Why? Because I'm dirty? Yes. <laughs> Well, there's a lot of dirty scenes in this book. Yeah. Don't let historical romance fool you because oh, there are tons of dirtiness please. in there. It's beautiful. I love it. But um, yeah, I so I I like that scene. You. So okay, so just a little bit. If you guys, yeah, are, this is further into yeah, the book. This is further into the book. But basically, he gives her a kiss. Um, <clears throat> In lots of places in the billiards room. But he it's gets actually- her the Lord's Kiss. If you're a Game of Thrones fan, it's called the Lord's Kiss the Lord's because kiss. Um, Jon Snow loves going downtown and he's famous for doing it in caves. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Do that thing with your tongue, Jon Snow. <laughs> oh my God, no. All right, sorry. Sidetrack. <laughs> got, got sidetracked. But uh, I love that part because before that part even, he's like, teasing her and being friendly with her and teaching her how to play pool. It's a really playful moment. It was a very, it was the first moment where we see them engaging just as a couple and being Mm -hmm. very friendly. And then of course it turns amorous and, you know. Yeah, because he was, you know, grazing her, like, (laughs) grabbing a little ass while, yeah, like, I don't think anyone can play with your hand there. And he's like, I was just trying to help your posture. She scratched and he's like, (laughs) then he's like, you always chalk your thing afterwards and look like, make it look like it was the equipment's fault, Mm -hmm. not yours. So funny. I but love I, I just love that because it's where we really start to see a turning point, I think, in their relationship being less contentious, mm-hmm. I guess, and more amorous. Right. You know, and so I really like that one. So I really yours? like it, too. Okay, so I'm going to a much earlier scene, actually, for Ooh. mine. Okay. 
One of my favorite scenes in this book happens pretty early on, um, right whenever they get to Gretna Green. Mm -hmm. And they immediately, after, like, traveling for so long, they immediately go get married. Right. And they're in the blacksmith's um, shop because <laughs> he's the one that marries them. And... It's so funny because Sebastian's impatient. He's like, we're both tired. Like, hurry up. Let's get this going. And, like, the blacksmith is, like, so romantic. And he's like, my daughters are here. We're ready to get you married. Yes. And we'll Sebastian's like, well, it's not even a love match. So let's keep going. And, like, the guy just looks at him. I think his name's McPhee. And he's yeah. like, I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, starts dragging out the wedding. Be like, oh, my daughters are going to go get flowers. Oh, wait, we need oh, the wait, white heather. Oh, wait, he needs a song. You need a song and stuff. <laughs> oh, what about a ring? So, like, he's doing it on purpose because Sebastian is agitated. And he's right. like, Sebastian's, like, making these remarks. It's just, like, a very funny scene. You know what? And I love it. But then it turns sweet real quick. It does. Because Evie selects a ring and inside it's, like, in um, Gaelic. My, yeah, and, my love um, is upon you. Yes. And... She was like, oh, I don't need it. And he was like, no, we'll take it. And, like, he wants her to have it. I like that part, too, because right we see after, a little spark. Yes. And then right after, because they, like, tie their hands together. Yes. And he is, he wants to get inside. And he, like, gives her this, like, all-encompassing kiss, like, mm -hmm. right out. It's, like, raining outside. Yeah, They're it's, like, raining. They're, like, under he, like, an awning or something. just, like, yeah. <laughs> plant one on her. And it just, I love the whole dynamic of it. Because this is very early on in the book, and you just get a lot of... A lot of emotion already. You do. And I just thought it was a good balance of, like, funny, serious, emotional, okay, and I sexy. I should have guessed because you always love those that are, like, super funny. And I do. I like the humor. And I Sebastian is full of it. He, he is. He is. He's full of the humor. Yes. Okay. So there's our two scenes. You yep. guys can. So you, I'm going to post a little poll. Go check it out on Instagram. And we, um, you decide. <laughs> yes. Who you think who has won? the who better won? sounding scene. All right. Me. Awesome. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's start off this breakdown. We're going to deep dive into everything that happened. And we're starting off with a late night proposal. Evie arrives at Sebastian's London home and she proposes <laughs> something that Sebastian was not expecting at all. <laughs> She's a wealthy heiress and she knows that he wants a wealthy heiress because he recently tried to kidnap her friend Lillian, mm -hmm. <laughs> who was already engaged to someone else. <laughs> Perfect, a good friend. So she's so desperate, and she knows that he's desperate enough to just accept her because she wants to get away from her family. And but she's insisting we need to leave now. Like it's in, right. it's pretty late at night, and well, she's, she's literally run away. And yeah, she's so she afraid they're gonna... out the window, mm -hmm. and she was like, "We have to leave for Gretna Green tonight." Yes, and um, she says that her father's dying of consumption, and mm -hmm. so soon she'll be able to have, you know, her inheritance. Right, because her relatives have been keeping her away from him mm -hmm. and, you know, um, just sort They're of imprisoning really her. horrible people. We'll get yes. into some atrocities that they've committed against her. Yeah, she says that they plan to marry her off to one of her cousins. And she <laughs> even believes that they're going to kill her after. Like, yeah. she fears for her life. And so he's like, mm, not looking a gift horse in the mouth. She's really pretty. I've never really looked at her because she's yeah, one of like, the wallflowers. Oh, she's, hey. you know, been off in the distance, never looked twice at her. And he, she's really pretty. And she kind of has like a stammer, too. And he mm -hmm. notices that. You know what I like about that, though, too, what? is he doesn't he doesn't make fun of her. He doesn't. He never makes fun it of her. It never bothers ever. him that she has this stutter. You know, I never you know? really even thought about it. I would just accept it. He just completely it, accepts. You're right. He never teases her for it at all. Yeah. 
and never really asks her why do you study. Yeah, it doesn't even phase him. And that to me, right off the bat, I was like, oh my goodness. Of course, he thinks about it in his head, just being yeah. like, oh, you know, that she's, her- when she stops stammering, oh, he notices yeah, that. He definitely notices <laughs> that. So she does. There's one catch. She does have one stipulation. She only wants to consummate their marriage and not have sex again. <laughs> She knows his reputation. She just doesn't want to be like another notch on the belt. And she rightly assumes that if they continue having relationships, she'll develop feelings. And she's like, he's not capable of it. So So I'm not even going to go there. Let's consummate it because I don't want anybody to be like, right. I want this to be legal. I want this to be for real. Like completely done, like done, done deal. And you cannot tell me your way. And, but his, his response is so funny. He's like, lovely. I really like to bet a woman more than once a crashing bore after the novelty is gone. Besides, I would never be so bourgeois as to lust after my own wife. (laughs) He's just so flippant. It's just like, he's cavalier and, but he's not. It's like his words are very cavalier. But he's never cold. Never cold. That's what I find interesting. You know? I don't know. She just has dynamite in Sebastian. Mm -hmm. Like she wrote, Clapus wrote Sebastian as he's not an unfeeling, cold rake. He's very, he's very He's not alcoholish at all. No, I don't. He's just... He's my favorite. That's Mine all too. I can say. Mine too. But he does even observes that she's very um, shrewd and that her shyness is and stammer are misleading. Like if mm-hmm. you just look on the surface, it's very misleading. And yeah, he, he thinks, realizes she's pretty strong yeah. right off the bat. And he thinks to himself, I mean, she's told him a little bit about her family, but he's says that she's probably accustomed to being overlooked and ignored and underestimated, which she is. But mm-hmm. he's immediately attracted to her already. I know. I love that. So and they so, just go to Gretna. That's right. So then we're off to Gretna Green as fast as we can go. Mm-hmm. Um, Evie is just, and she insists that they travel like at breakneck speed because she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to stop at ends, you know, except to like, you know, change out the horses, rest the horses She's or whatever. She's afraid her family's going to She's so afraid they're going to catch somehow. up and, and catch her. Because she had tried to run away once, she mentions, and then they brought her back and they beat her and locked her in a room. Right. Like, you know, it's just horrific, you know? Yeah, they like starved her even yeah, like before they her. left. Like she was swaying and he was like, when's the last time you ate? And she's, she's like, like, I don't know, maybe yesterday She's morning? like, yesterday morning. Which He's was so like, sweet. He made sure his cook packed Yes. sandwiches for the carriage and yes she was just devouring it i'm just like and this is what i love about sebastian we see right away on this trip to gretna green how how thoughtful he is oh my god you know for like this uncaring rake or whatever he thinks about her the whole time like he like you said he packs the food he also removes her shoes and um gets a hot brick you know, to to warm right, her it's feet. Very cold. Yeah, and it's very cold. It's raining. Too, so it just gets heading to colder. Scotland. You know, yeah. <laughs> in a carriage. Um, he grabs her a warm drink when they stop to change horses. Yes. He even pulls her into his lap to like warm her with his body. I mean, right. he doesn't and even the try anything. So rocky you know? too. Like she, yes. she mentioned that her head keeps hitting on the side of the carriage because it's so rocky and she's right. trying so to fall rough. asleep. So he holds her and he's just so caring. But it's all like. He'll make little comments being right, like, little oh, like flippant. Like, it's nothing, or I'm just making sure the goods aren't going to be yeah. damaged. Yeah, I've got to get that dowry, baby. He's so. <laughs> very much, he's very much wants people to have a certain perception yes. of him. And that's and what I noticed. Nobody, nobody has really been this close to him to see this side, but mm-hmm. Evie starts noticing. Yes. And uh, he also notices her stammer disappears you know and so along the journey and she's like she says well it must be you know because she you know i'm comfortable with you or whatever and i loved 
I loved his reply. This is another one of his great lines. Mm-hmm. He has so many. No one's ever told me that I'm a comfortable sort. I'm sure I don't like it. I'll have to do something diabolical soon to correct your impression. <laughs> <laughs> See, he doesn't like it. He's not comfortable with people thinking he's like the good guy. Right. He, he doesn't. Right. I don't know. I feel like he feels like he keeps he trying must, to be the bad guy. Yes. He must um, give off this certain air. Of like, I think it's a wall. I it think is. it's, you know, it's obviously his defense mechanism and to not be close. And later we learn a little bit why. I mean, he right. had a mother and sisters and they all pretty much and they died, all died around the same time. Yes. Him and his father and his father's nothing to be yes. desired. Yes. His his father's just, yeah, I don't know, I guess just, just a typical aristocrat, cold, you're my son, stay over there and be raised by someone else. Right. And you know? just like very not practical at all, I guess. Mm-mm. Um, like he he even says something about his father. Like he probably couldn't even feed, he'd probably die of starvation yes. if there's food in the there room and there was no the room and there was nobody to, to bring you know, in the footmen food. to feed him. So we do get a clear picture of how he grew up and stuff right. like that. So I do understand why. Yeah. So yeah, we get to Gretna Green already, and this is my part. Whenever the blacksmith <laughs> doesn't <McPhee>. like Saint <laughs> Vincent because he's being such a little shit and being like, "Hurry this shit up!" and Let's he's go. like, "No, I'm gonna drag it out just because you said that." <laughs> and I love it. McPhee for the win. I know. I love his daughters are all like cheery and like mm-hmm. smiley. <laughs> I love it. And then he charges them like 50 pounds. Yeah. And he's like, 50 pounds for what? It's like he's a like, crown well, for, for the witnesses. White Heather. <laughs> yeah. For the song. Yeah. There's just so much. It was just hilarious. <laughs> I love that whole scene. And they finally make it back to their rooms, and Sebastian tells her that they're both too exhausted to consummate it because she's like a little leery. She's like looking, she's, she's like, like, okay, a- there's one bed, and he, yeah. he's like, like he's like, gonna- pet, uh- pet, I'm way too exhausted to even, <laughs> to even, and I've never said that in my life. Yeah, <laughs> because they've been traveling for twenty, um, no, forty eight. It was two days, forty eight mm-hmm. hours straight. This I did find surprising, but I liked it because it just it's honestly, if I was that exhausted, I might not have. Um, any compunctions about modesty and Evie mm-hmm. doesn't. There's like a fresh bath being drawn for her mm-hmm. and he's in the same room. He's not leaving and yeah. she's just like, whatever. I'm fucking tired. I know. And just undresses. And, and he kind of, he helps her. He kind of does because she that. gets soap in her eye and she kind of makes like a little complaining sound and so he comes and he rinses her hair. Yeah, he's like, he, like tilts her head her. back. And I know, then, he takes care of her again. Yes, he takes Ugh. her he like dries her off because she's falling asleep. He dries her off like doesn't try to make any Yeah, moves he just on pats her. her dry. He brushes her hair. I know. He brushes her hair, puts her nightgown on. I'm already and puts in love with him bed. at this point. Okay? I know, me too. I'm like, what kind of rake are you? Yeah, I'm like, you're not a very good rake. You're just like super awesome hubby material. I know, Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Oh, in disguise. Anyway, it's a rake. So she just like falls asleep. And then she has a lovely dream about like water, like oh, lapping yes. at her feet and it's warm. And then all of a sudden she wakes Great up dream. and no, it's not water. It is Sebastian and he is licking his way to Happy Town. Okay. <laughs> he is going straight there. And I'm just saying a man oh, who goes yeah. straight for downtown oh, God. is a keeper. Yes. Go straight for downtown. 10,000 points. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. So Sebastian is like, a freaking amazing lover. And mm-hmm. I really enjoy... Very giving. <laughs> yes, he is. He takes care of her. And um, <laughs> whenever he does find his release, as I like to say in historical romance, mm-hmm. his reaction <laughs> is to whisper like, good lord. And he even <laughs> says like his expression is very peculiar, almost like he is alarmed. And so yeah, automatically like I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. He has feelings for her. Yeah, already. <laughs> already. already. <laughs> Which I love. But we don't comment too much on it. Like, she doesn't dwell on anything. And you can tell he's a little freaked out because he um, he's thinking to himself that he's, like, 
I want her again. I just had her, and I want yeah. her again. This is yeah. not typical. I like that. And um, he's never really felt this pull to a woman. Right, because he just admitted he's he does, it's such a bore to uh, bed a woman twice, right? Right, exactly. So he asks if she wants to return to Scotland, I meant Scotland, London, and she readily agrees because she's ready to go see her father, yes. who is dying, could yeah, die any time. So yeah, so then we are off on our journey back to London, where she's, um, you know, excited to see her father again and, and take care of him. Um, <laughs> again, he's very attentive on the journey back, you know, and, mm-hmm. again, and he says things like, you know, oh, yeah, I've got to keep you alive so I can get that, collect my dowry and all that. Right. Um, Evie starts to turn a cold shoulder against him because she realizes these flirtations are even like drawing her toward him. Mm -hmm. And so and she doesn't want to have feelings because she knows she's like, I know he's going to be right. They even he insists that they stop on ends on the way back. He's like, look, there's we don't have to ride like we did to Gretna Green. We can like be a little bit leisurely. Mm -hmm. And at the end, he kind of makes an advance to her like, "Mm, don't tell me you don't want to be with me again. She's like, no, I said just once. And she's thinking to herself. I do want him, but I know where this is going to lead. I've got to nip it in the bud. So it's mm-hmm. very unusual. Like, Sebastian's pursuing her, and she's like, no. Mm-hmm. And he respects it. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I know. And then she's also even thinking, you know, <laughs> for, you know, such a bad guy, he's been very kind to me and all these things. And she says she even feels um, safe with him. Like, he's a sanctuary to her. Right. It's like suddenly all her life she has felt very – um you know, afraid, you know, because she's been in the care of those relatives. Monsters. Yeah. And so, like and finally she feels safe with him of all people. You know, it just seems, feels strange to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get back to the club and um, her father is still alive. And so she's thankful for that. So Evie tells, uh, tells him that she's going to be staying at the club until her father's that di- <laughs> her father dies. But of course, Sebastian is like, uh, no, you're not going to be staying here at all. <laughs> this is a great place for my wife to stay. <laughs> I know. Like, like, absolutely not. You know, and it's like course, prostitutes, literally like prostitutes wandering like, the halls. Yeah, just wandering the halls, servicing <laughs> men like, in the, the, you know, fuck? corners and whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, you know, and the club has been run down as well since he's gotten sick, even right. though it, it, you know, it was never like a super, <laughs> high class place but it was right. a gaming club where mm-hmm. lots of different men would come mm-hmm. and um so anyway but she's like you know i've seen this kind of thing before it's not a big deal and then we meet cam rohan is that oh how my you say God. it yeah rohan. cam rohan and at he, least that's how i say it just because yeah probably too. because of lord of the rings i don't know <laughs> me too i'm thinking just, rohan. yeah i say rohan Ooh, he would make a good cam mm. oh, sorry sidetrack again um he's half romani um, Which is gypsy for right. people who have not read this book. Why are you here? I'm just joking. You can be here. I don't care. Cam is super, super cute. I love Cam so um, much, and I love that you know he he greets them at the uh, at Jenner's place, and then Sebastian acts a little jealous at their familiarity between yeah, Evie and Cam because she's, she's known, known him, so him long. since she was young. Yeah, since she was, she always thought of him as they have kind a very of a brother. brotherly sisterly yeah. relationship, right? Uh, Sebastian uh, observes that the club has, you know, seen better days. Then he find we find that Egan, the guy who's running the place, has been embezzling for years. And this is Sebastian discovers all of this. Right. He like goes and he's like, I want all the accounting books, you know, mm-hmm. to uh, Cam. like while Evie goes visit her father. Right. He's, he's like, he's like, hmm, hmm something's I bet you this going isn't on being here. Run right, and yeah. 
this is kind of mine now. Yeah. Obviously, the account books let me go yeah. over them. And so Cam goes to get it from him and he figures this all out. And this, okay, so this is another one of my favorite scenes, though, is when Evie is um, about to shave her dad. Mm-hmm, you know, he's, he's been, been nobody's he's very really sick. been nobody's taking, taking care, care of, of him. him. No, they Not just kind of put him in a room His and are messy. giving him morphine. Yeah. It's dirty. Mm-hmm. So she cleans him up and she's like, you know, dad, I just want you to feel good. So, mm-hmm. you know, he get, he starts to, um, he's, she's like raising the razor and <laughs> all you hear is good God from behind <laughs> when Sebastian comes like, what are you doing? Do you really want your throat slit? You mm-hmm. know? So he's like, move over let me do it. And then he shaves his dad and it's such a caring moment. Is, that but he likes to play it off. Like I'm only doing this because she'll obviously yeah, slit she'll your throat. kill you. Don't like, let that happen. Like Just, you're so brave for letting her come near I you know. with this razor and she's not even doing it properly. I know. Like, and, man. and Evie's standing there. She says her heart just like is melting watching him. Yes, And like she's carefully. very surprised that Ivo is even letting him yes. do it. Yeah. And he is aware of who Sebastian is. Yeah. He Sebastian knows him. has gone to Jenner's before yes. to go gamble and stuff Hello. like that. He's been on the other side of this whole operation. Exactly. So um I just yeah. love that part. He used to have a lot of money to spend before his dad just ruined them. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Um sadly, Ivo, he dies of consumption, mm-hmm. which is tuberculosis, if anybody was wondering and yeah. didn't know that. I actually learned that from Moulin Rouge like way long yeah. time ago because she had consumption and I remember being little and being like, What is consumption? I know. And I finally I'm a Googler. I Google every everything. I and I started at, you know, a younger age. And it always so. makes me think of poor Edgar Allan Poe and his oh, wife yeah. and his mother both died of consumption. So many TB I know. deaths. So sad. So sad. But anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Ivo. Um, he dies. And um, Ivo was kind of a surrogate father for Cam as well. And mm-hmm. there's there's just great affection between him and Evie. And mm-hmm. Sebastian witnesses another display between Cam and oh, Evie. And right. doesn't make a fuss in front of Evie. But no. as soon as they get out in the hall, he's like, look, you can do your gypsy thing. I don't really give a shit. <laughs> you <can> but give a- <laughs> don't come at my wife like that. Like, don't touch yeah. her and hug her. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. And but she will Cam, never kiss you again. Like, he he, get, he kissed her, like, on the head or something. Yes. The very you know. brotherly and very just, like, platonic. Yeah. But Sebastian doesn't like it at all. And so Cam, we get, like, a little bit of, like, Cam's point of view in this. And he's looking it's at awesome. him with, like, this calculation. And he tests a theory. And mm-hmm. he throws out this thing saying, if I wanted her, I would have had her. And mm-hmm. he notices that his Sebastian's eyes are like, oh, my God, no. Yeah. And Cam's thinking to himself that he doesn't even Sebastian isn't even aware of how obsessed he is with Evie. Yeah. That whenever, you know, Evie's around, he's just like all about Evie. I know. <laughs> and he's oblivious to it. And so Cam, I think he likes him a little bit more for seeing this mm-hmm. because of Sebastian's reputation. He has a very bad reputation. Mm-hmm. So I just I think that it endears and I him thought more it, to Cam. I, yeah, I love that too because Evie says in that first conversation between Evie and Cam, it's just like, you know, if my my pa- my relatives come back, will you protect me? And she's, he's like, well, won't her husband protect you? And mm-hmm. she's like, no, this is a marriage of convenience. And so yeah. then and Cam's like, like, are you sure? Not so much. Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know about that. Cam sees it. <laughs> Cam, Cam has a better view as a third party person. Yeah. He's like a more reliable source mm-hmm. to really see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So... He knows. He knows. So <laughs> Sebastian decides he's closing Jenner's for a fortnight. I love that word. Like, so much more fun than saying two weeks. I know. Fortnight's, Fortnite's way cooler. Yeah. 
And I'm not talking <laughs> about the popular game right now. Oh, my God. Talking about Please. the way to tell time. <laughs> so um, he's going to renovate and change the way that things are done. Like, he's getting rid of all the prostitutes. He's like, there's a brothel down the street. We can make a deal with them. Yes. He's like, I want fine food over here. I don't want, like, the regular stuff that yeah. everybody we serves. We don't want this junk. We want, like, a we're nice buffet. we stuff. Like, we're making sure that every – he's like – firing people yeah. he fired egan yeah they close it to do all this new carpentry mm-hmm. to you know new chandeliers He's just getting it everything. in shape and it's a very it's a very um new look for sebastian because he's really he even makes a mention earlier in the novel that he would never work like that's that's not his job his job mm-hmm. is just to like sit around and spend money and spend uh spend time doing leisurely things and stuff like that that new look for sebastian it's doing great things for him, except, <laughs> except one day he's out trying to make a deal with the brothel owner. Right. And that leaves Evie at the club without him. And mm-hmm. Josh Bullard, one of the employees in the club that's been there for as long as she can remember, comes to her door and says that a Mrs. Hunt is there to see her, which is her friend Annabelle. Um, She's Wallflower book number one. Mm-hmm. And I suspected she, something. Yeah. Well. And it was the way that he was working so hard to get her outside because right. he's like, cool, send her in. It's like, no, she wants to stay outside. Yeah, no, she doesn't want – she wants you she's to come like, to her. huh, and maybe Mr. Hunt doesn't want her to come in. I don't know. And so it's like she goes outside. And, of course, it's a trap. Mm-hmm. It is her abusive family on her mother's side, her Uncle Peregrine or whatever. Yeah, Uncle Peregrine. And all that. Ass. And – they are so horrible. It is ridiculous. And the thing is, she tries to turn back and Bullard blocks her way. Right. He's, He's like, like nope, no, they paid me. They paid me a crown or whatever to hand right. you over. So off so you go. She's screaming and she's like, someone find Cam. And like, there's like a stable boy or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, they like her uncle knocks her head so hard into the carriage. She's like, <sighs> her bell is ringing and like forces her into the carriage and her cousin's holding her in a chokehold. He's like this very like slovenly, corpulent, corpulent, Ugh. nasty. Eustace. And he just says the most horrible things he to her. Does. They he said, you're does. supposed to marry me. Yeah. And, and he, then I can do like, whatever I want. She says he sounded like a petulant child that had his toy taken away. And I'm right. Just like, Go away. Go away. Luckily, Sebastian is back just in time. Thank God. But he looks like a demon busting into the carriage. It hasn't gone anywhere yet. Still in the back of Jenner's. Right. And he's like, give her to me right now. And Evie's like, holy shit. I will kill you. Yes. And (laughs) this is a great scene, too, because um, Sebastian hands... Evie off to Cam's like for safety, and then like continues to brawl with the uncle and (laughs) Uncle Peregrine, and Evie's like Cam, go help him. He's like, no, 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 he's okay, he's He's got it. Look, he's fine. He also says like he needs this, like he really he needs this. Let him do it, like he Mm -hmm. needs. And I think it's like kind of double meaning because. It's like he needs this because he was so worried whenever he figured out what was going on. And he really is in love with Evie. He needs to get his fists bloody a little bit. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But also there is a crowd gathering. It's Mm -hmm. the employees of Jenner's in the back. And 
Cam says they kind of need to see this, that he, he'll he get his hands dirty as right. well. He's not just this high in the instep lord right. because exactly. that's all what they've known him as on the other side whenever mm-hmm. he would come as a patron to Jenner's. And they really need to see him as like an authoritative figure that right. will go um, head to head with right. somebody. So, yeah, he earns the respect of the employees after he like just like trounces them. He's like, mm-hmm. this, show, this shows that Cam's a pretty smart guy too. Oh, Cam you know? is brilliant. He is absolutely brilliant um yeah so cam goes after bullard once evie says it was bullard that said something Mm -hmm. and um he does find him and cam's noticing that he's hearing jealousy in the way that he's speaking of evie (laughs) but cam can't figure out why Mm -hmm. and cam he's very honorable he's been knowing joss bullard since he yeah. was a child. Yeah, since they were and, very young. Yeah, he knows that if St. Vincent, if Sebastian finds him, he will literally kill him. And he's thinking about the effect that it would have on Evie because obviously Evie right. would not be okay with just killing. Yeah, well, and the so, fact he may be taken away for a trial or whatever, right. you and, know. Yeah, it, he might get off he because might have of some, nobility. Right. But the thing is, would Evie view him the same? So exactly. he lets him go. And he just like, look, you had your chance. You're obviously not going to do it again. So, anyway, that's what happens. He, Joss Bullard, just gets to go run just free. Disappears. And he's going to come back, guys. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's really. He's, yeah, the villain. Um, <laughs> and then I love the next part because, you know, he, uh, Sebastian, like, immediately sort of ushers Evie off and is, like, checking her, making sure she's okay and everything. And then she just gets mad. She's yeah, like, she, well, like, pushes him away. Yeah, she's like, Ugh. Well, if you weren't off at the Medams, you know, yeah. whatever, at the brothel for so long, then I wouldn't have, you know, been in danger. And I like that he doesn't get angry back at her. Mm-mm. He's just, she's, he's. I think it's kind of a novelty. It's like, wait, are you jealous? Yeah, wait, what's going on? <laughs> and then possibly and then jealous. She's like, well, I know you were with some other women. He said, I was not. He doesn't like. Yeah. And he's not furious about it, but he's just like, no, no he I wasn't. He's like, look, I was making a business deal, and she was like, you were gone for two hours, and he was like, we were legit talking business the entire yeah. time. I swear. And also, like that, she does believe him when he's honest about it. It isn't like this, like, well, yeah, because he tells her if he wanted to get that from somebody it yeah. would be her right he's like look it'd be you <laughs> i know so then this is where it, we come up with um evie comes up with her deal because originally she didn't want him at all and now she's like okay well we could do a trial like um how about yeah because he's really serious he's like i have to have you yes what do i have yes. to do what do i need to do and, and she's she like, said nothing well, because you won't be faithful and then he's she's like, like really well, there's begging. A, there's a test. There's a test you could do if you could mm-hmm. pass this test. And he's she, like, well, she's what? like, have you ever, have you ever, you know, been celibate? <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, ever? give me six months celibacy and then, you know, and then we can be together and then I'll be with you. And he's like, six months. He almost loses his head. He's like, he's like, he's, he's like, like Evie, it's like physically impossible for He's like men, like, like there's certain men that have drives yeah, much and stronger. She's like, Fine, whatever. Three she's, months. Yeah. So Donut. she's like, okay, three months. We'll do it for three months. And he, you know, he's like considering, considering, mm-hmm. you know, and then, um, and so he does, he get he's like, okay, three very months. reluctantly says fine. Yeah. F- <laughs> fine. Um, and then like, well, it, it, in the midst all of this, mm-hmm. he he's gets angry again, and he's like, "I should just take you, you know, take you by force or whatever." Mm-hmm. And Evie, something clicks in her. She says, "Fine, go ahead, yeah, do it, do it." And he just stands there and like does nothing. And that's when she says, "You know what?" She thinks about her friend Lillian, who he had kidnapped, mm-hmm. 
And it's like, I know you never would have harmed her, you know, and that you're not such a villain that you pretend to be. And his response is like, he's like, yes, I am. And he yes. like get, lays like this kiss on her. Very hard. Oh, yes. <laughs> right. Over the, he gives her the kiss of her life. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it's, um, you know, knee buckling. It was mm-hmm. nice. Um, so, but if he succeeds in being celibate for three months, she said she will willingly go to bed with him for the rest of her life. But if he fails, he has to apologize to Westcliff for trying to steal Lillian. Which he doesn't want to do because he's a prideful yes. dude. He yeah, he's like, not... I don't apologize. I don't I do mean, that. I mean, he knows he's wrong, but he doesn't want to sit there and say he's wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Admit I'm wrong? I know. No. And I love that. And so then he asked for her ring back. And says that it's this in, moment. I know. This moment. Guys, I know. And she had taken heart. she had taken it off though. Well, yeah. yeah. She had taken it off and like put it in her Because he's pocket. like, Where he's like, Where's your ring? Because he looks at her finger and it's mm-hmm. not on there, but she has it in her pocket. And he said he asked for the ring back and says that at the end of three months he'll put it back on her and take her to bed. Woohoo! And, yeah. All right. And I love what he Sebastian. does with the ring. But we'll talk yes, about that later. yes, that's a later. Okay. So um Sebastian does give orders for Fuller to be found and cam does try to go find him again and mm-hmm. um he confronts bullard who it they're like it was very unclear like where they were like if it was the crowds that made it hard for cam to pinpoint exactly where he was or yeah. they were just in a very weird kind of place but cam can't actually find his location and um but he realizes that bullard has this deep hatred for evie Mm-hmm. And Cam's like, what the it doesn't hell? Make because sense. Bullard is like sounding off the wall crazy because he wants her dead. He literally says it. He says, I want her dead. Mm-hmm. And Cam's like, no, no, you're never going to touch her. Like, okay, look, I gave you a chance to run and stuff. And, but the, what you're talking right now is crazy. Like, I care for you as a person I've been knowing, but you're obviously not going to get close to Evie. It's just, right. it shows off his very protective brotherly side for Evie because he's like, hell no. Hell yeah. no. Like, yeah. if it comes down to it, her over you, dude. So, um, <laughs> Sebastian, again, he's just with this jealousy with Rohan. Um, and Evie actually asks him, like, are you jealous? Of the-? And he's like, yes. Yes, I do believe I am. And I love that <laughs> And he's he like, I don't know it. what to do with this. <laughs> right. I love that he admits it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they both work really well together. And they work to organize the accounts and refurbish the club before the grand reopening. Mm-hmm. And he even notices, like, she is kind of more confident in herself. Mm-hmm. She had this uncomfortableness talking to strangers. Right. But she has to do it. She has to talk to the workers who are there, make sure everything's going well. And she notices that it's getting easier and she mm-hmm. feels like she's actually getting respect kind of coming and out of they're that patient with her mm-hmm. and it's something that's afforded to her now and she's fe- she's like feeling very seen right and like that she's kind of coming Sebastian to her own is giving her that yes you know giving her that confidence and he doesn't try to like smother her with like overprotectiveness or anything like that even as like a you know domineering husband yeah, or whatever he's, he's very protective but he he, but he also majority of the time he doesn't go through with it, like because mm-hmm. he forbid her for staying at Jenner's to take care of her dad, but she stayed anyway. I know, like, and then he lets like, her. He's oh, like, oh, okay. you're gonna leave now? Like you're not gonna stay here? And she's like, mm-hmm, no, make I'm me. not going anywhere. And she stays. Like he, he does. <laughs> he keeps want giving her, in to her, yeah, <laughs> but he never actually enforces it. Yeah. ever. He's like, she gets what she wants, basically. <laughs> but he's very, very smart. He uses his connections as part of the nobi- nobility mm-hmm. to his advantage to stop police raids because technically gambling is like outlawed at this right. time. But like, 
everyone knows that there are gambling clubs, <laughs> but they are subject to frequent raids. Mm-hmm. But he's like so silver tongued that he like is buddy buddy with the police commissioner. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, this is a gentleman's club. I know. Nothing's going on. Yeah. Like it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. And so We're he just negotiates with them and Cam's like, damn. Like he's actually really good at this. Yeah. Um, Cam also teaches in the finer points of gambling. I thought that was a really that cool was scene a because very Cam cool is scene. like this freaking mathematics genius. <sighs> Talking about like the probability of the games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was really, it was a really cool scene. It I like was cool because little... I was trying to follow it. And I'm okay because I'm not a math genius. No, I'm I'm not <laughs> you know. very great at math, but yeah. The, but it was really cool to listen to the odds in and such statistics. A great way it was. It was really. I just liked it. Anyway, Annabelle and Daisy hear of Evie's marriage and they go check on her after like the funeral, the public funeral. So they go check on her. They just want to make sure that, well, they really think of Sebastian as very villainous. Yeah. They're like, how? Like, Like, he kidnapped you. What happened? Something nefarious is going on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, no, look, I really did it. And he's been wonderful. I just really They have a hard time believing it at first, but then they, you know, they're swayed. Right. Yeah. And I like the scene, too, because Annabelle's like, well, was he gentle with you? And, uh, like, Evie blushes and stuff. And, like, he's 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 very skilled. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't give too many details. She's like, it's all good. No, <laughs> Trust me. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, yeah. So then they have the billard scene later on between Sebastian and Evie, like, yeah. before the club opens. That's Juliet's favorite scene. Yes. It's just, just it. good. You can see them connecting on a new level now i know they're very much partners in this yeah they were they were laughing together and playing to you know Mm -hmm. like we said before it's just such a fun playful scene but and sexy scene and intimate you know i mean beside i mean you know obviously intimate Mm -hmm. sexually but it's also intimate just emotionally you could kind of feel sense the charge in the air in that room i have to have you any way i can have you and he says the bargain allows him to kiss her, he but la- she never specified where. She never specified so, where he could kiss her. So Ashton gets on his knees. <laughs> man on okay. his knees. Yes, I'm going to totally win this showdown. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. And so then we move to the grand opening, mm-hmm. which is really, you know, I love the whole description of how beautiful the place is. It is just people are standing in line for memberships. Like mm-hmm. they can't wait to get into this place. And I think that. They talk about how Sebastian has a very um, unique position in that Ivo Jenner, he was originally like a boxer turned gambling. So working class guy. Right. And they said um, Sebastian, as a person who's attended um, Mm -hmm. these gambling places, he says that Ivo kind of felt like he was like kissing the ass of people and you right. can kind of feel that like right. the nobility so he, could feel it right but so Sebastian's he was kind of like their level exactly you and know so, yeah they he doesn't so. he doesn't he's not subservient to anybody he's exactly. very much just like very cavalier and Ivo made some people feel uncomfortable they mentioned right you know so it maybe he, like, wasn't as tried too hard you know whenever right. somebody tries too right. hard and it's like you're but Sebastian weird. is just one of those. Okay, yes, he was a rake because women were just drawn to him, but everybody is drawn to him. They talk about he's how very charming. men are drawn to him because he's just got this charisma, you know? And right. He it, can make anybody feel at ease, pretty much. Right. So he is just like hosting the hell out of this. Yeah, everybody is very curious to see um, Lord St. Vincent. Lord St. Vincent is running the game, club gaming owner? club. What? What's going on? Yeah. So it's a very much, it's like a spectacle. 
People, I know. People want to see this. So then, of course, on opening night, guess who shows up? Westcliff, his former best friend, whose mm-hmm. um, wife he tried to kidnap before they were married. <laughs> yep. So, and of course, Which you know. Which is so sad because he it is. Sebastian, says how seeing him again makes him miss the friendship. He misses the friendship and he, you know, of a man of no regrets, he is realizing he does have regrets. Right. But you know? it's like kind of one of those men things where they don't know how to say their story. Right. Like, he's like, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like hi, hi, you uh, know. <laughs> but I do like that Westcliff is. I love Westcliff, yeah, and Edie. I I love their story too. He he's a he's just such a good character. These mm-hmm. are great characters. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we see that he's sort of missing that friendship or whatever, and then Westcliff is like, "There's like, look, I'm here to see if um you need rescuing, um, because yeah, like, I'm offering you want to come house. stay at my you house indefinitely." And Evie basically snuggles up to Sebastian and is like, "Nope." I'm fine right yeah. here, you know? <laughs> and she insists that he's been, you know, so good to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he protests. He does not like hearing good things about himself. Yes. He really doesn't. Sebastian gets really defensive in this scene because mm-hmm. he's never had anyone defend him and talk so kindly of him. He honestly doesn't even know how to react. And I think that a part of the defensiveness is also because he notices that Westcliff's paying particular attention to what Evie is saying and yes. kind of not listening to what yes. Sebastian's saying. Because Evie's like, look, he did all these things for me. He took care of me on the way there and I've never had, you know, I feel like he protected me yeah. against my um, relatives who are harmful. And like, he's saying, oh no, she's exaggerating in Westcliff's paying him no mind, <laughs> li- only focusing on what Evie mm-hmm. thinks and he's like trying to like save himself. Right. He's he That wall he's erected is crumbling right in he front of him. He does not want people to see him right. like this. He do- exactly. He doesn't want anybody Which to see his vulnerable side and evie's just like oh no he's a guy he's a good guy which is sad though (laughs) that they have he has that wall because it does lead to him saying something yeah he's just very honestly her the the thing is he's just so afraid to love right he doesn't want anybody getting past that wall and so in his trying to defend himself he hurts evie you know he's like you know what does it take to get rid of you i don't care what you know where you go just get out of my sight and so i hated that scene that was so painful so evie just like shuts her mouth and walks away and storms off. And I, I love how he calls her. He says, Evie. But she keeps walking. Yeah, right before. Like, he knows he made a mistake. He won't yes. actually go after her just yet. But he's like, shit, I fucked up. Yes. Oh, it's so sad. So Westcliff sees about, uh So then uh, Westcliff's kind of watching him very carefully. <laughs> you know, how, um, how they're yeah, interacting. He kind, he kind and he's says, noticing there's emotion there. Sebastian's like, yeah, if you want, you see that she's fine. If you want to leave, that's fine. And he's like, no, I actually want to stay and talk. And he's like, okay, cool. Just, just give me one second. Give me a minute. And he runs after his wife. Yeah, because okay. he doesn't. He he says he doesn't want her to run to walk unescorted through. Right. It's like I, I, I have to make sure she's escorted properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as he's running after her, he sees that she's walking towards Cam, mm-hmm. and Cam his his eyes glance up to the balcony. Yeah, and his face and, changes. And his face changes like to alarm. Mm-hmm. And that's when Sebastian turns around and sees Joss Bullard up there with a gun pointed at Evie. <gasps> and so. <laughs> Our very selfish rake yeah, dives so in front of selfish. the <laughs> selfish ass. Selfish, selfish person taking a bullet <laughs> takes for a Evie. bullet for his wife. Dives in front of her. They fall to the floor. Um, you know, and then 
this whole scene really sort of ripped my heart out. It really did. Because... so much shit flying around. There's so much going on. So Cam runs off. Westcliff is suddenly there, like, because there's sort of a stampede, Mm -hmm. you know, as people are trying to get out. And Westcliff's, like, they're sort of protecting them Mm -hmm. from anyone, like, you know, stomping over them because they're laying on the floor. And then when Evie realizes what's happened, they see the blood and she's sort of freaking out and puts his head in her lap. And And he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? He's like, are you okay? Are you injured? And she's like, what? Guy, you're shot. And then I love this moment where he turns to Westcliff and he's like, just protect her, please protect her. Like he he, right. he knows and we get this sort of, you know, thing running through his head that even though it's a it passed straight through him, the bullet passed straight through him, he knows that people die from festering Blood wounds loss. and from yes, and I from mean, fever. Any, there's and, so many ways that you can yes. die. And from, he's just fearing that if he dies, there's no one there to protect Evie from Joss. Yeah, and he's like, um, he even like tells Evie, or maybe it's eventually later, but so- sometime he does say, hey, look, after, like, go with Westcliff. And yeah. she's like, no, there's no after. She's like, after what? Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> okay, well, this, you had mentioned this earlier about how whenever Evie opens his shirt to see where the wound is, what yeah. does she find? <sighs> The ring. It's on a chain on a around chain near his, his heart. <laughs> because in, but I love it, though, too, because shot protecting his wife, he is still denying that it means anything. Like, he's, it means he's nothing. Like, it, it doesn't mean anything. Ignore, he's like fading, ignore that. passing out. He's like, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's like the Wizard of Oz. Ignore the man behind the curtain. Ignore him. Like, he means nothing. <laughs> pretend you didn't see that. I'm not sentimental at all. Exactly. You big baby. Oh, you big romantic baby Sebastian. He is. He's so romantic. It's just... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Amazing. I do love it. So Sebastian's life is like definitely on the line yeah they bring him upstairs yes. and um there is a little moment too that i really like that westcliff questions evie's motives for even approaching sebastian in the first place like what the hell made you want to go ask him after what happened with lillian and right she just says that you know i was desperate i knew he was desperate and from the moment that we started this thing he's done everything possible to look after me all the while proclaiming his indifference so he <laughs> likes to Play like he's heartless, but he's really not. He's the opposite of heartless. And exactly. Westcliff makes the remark saying that he would have thought he was heartless until tonight. Like, now he's seeing a different side of him. So, Sebastian's wound does become infected, and he's plagued with fever. The doctor wants to bleed him. That thinking about leeches squeezes me out. I'm just I know. Like, I know. But anyway, he really doesn't want them to bleed him. He's, like, delirious, but still insisting to Evie, like, don't let them. And um, Evie agrees. Like, my husband doesn't want it. So he gets worse, and Evie doesn't know what to do. Cam offers up a gypsy remedy and goes to find the floor clock plant. And I love that they trust him with that. You right. Know? He's like, you know what? I mean, how much worse can it get after this point? Like, I know. Because they, they wouldn't trust the good doctor who's trying to bleed delirious. him to death. <laughs> and Cam suggests, suggests um, rinsing the wound out with salt water, four clock plant. He goes off to go find those things. Westcliff even brings Lillian there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he conveyed, you know, the events of what happened. So she gets there and she's like, look, I'll help you take care of him. She makes some snide remarks and Lillian's great. I love her. She's so blunt. She's like an American heiress. And so she's yeah. very blunt. I love it. I do too. And um, Westcliff and Lillian both make, make suggestions like, oh, my nanny wants like rub garlic on a wound. And let's do that. <laughs> garlic juice and vinegar and turpentine. Yeah, vinegar works. Basically, works. they're throwing everything yeah put this moss on top everything <laughs> yeah so their remedies do save sebastian yes. they flush it out and um 
good news. Lillian comes to Evie and says, <laughs> like, after Evie's rested and... <laughs> You want the good news She's or the like, bad good news? news. <laughs> His fever's broken and the wound is no longer infected. The bad you might have to end up uh, being married to him for the rest of your life. So I love Lillian so <laughs> I much. I do too. She she still keeps this lightness, which character. is really awesome. She's crazy. I love her. I know. She was great. So so he finally is starting to recover. But Sebastian, of course, is struggling with needing people, with mm-hmm. depending on other people. He doesn't want to know people. No, he doesn't want I to depend on anyone else. I think he's afraid for them to leave him. Yes. That's, I think that's, a, I think that's exactly what it is with him. And so, because he keeps kind of like, there's this moment, which is so awesome, where he, he, he has like a little bell. And like, he rings the bell and like, uh, Evie comes back and he's like, please open the windows. Or he didn't say, please. Yeah, like, like, open the, uh, open, open open the, the curtains. curtains. You know, so she goes, and open the curtains. Is there anything else I can get you? No. He starts, she starts to walk away. Bling, 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 bling. Yeah, rings the bell again. He just keeps like making up these excuses and like, there's a speck in my water. <laughs> there's a speck in my water. She goes and looks at it. There's not a speck in my water. He goes, there's like, a speck. Are you going to argue with me he or like, just go get me a there new is pitcher a speck. of water? And so she goes and pours it out and pours more water and puts it. Do you need anything else? No. She walks away. Ding, ling, ling. He keeps like, he needs her near him. But he like, doesn't want to tell her that he needs her. Yes. And um, and it all, I, I love that part. You know, it, it all kind of stems from the fact that like during that delirium, she she listened to him when he said, please don't let that doctor bleed me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so she trusted him. And he, so that is kind of like, you know, his heart is gone, you know. Right. And he still doesn't even, hasn't figured it out. No. So um, he's obviously very uncomfortable with this whole situation. But she sees through it and she's yes. basically like, you know what I think? I think that I think you're going to make up love. any excuse mm-hmm. to bring me back. And she like kisses him. And basically she's like, I'm going to seduce him. Enough's uh, enough. That was awesome and to see Evie she's do like, that. you're going to lose the bet. And he's like, what? I'm like an invalid. How can it's I like, possibly lose that? And, and she's like, no, you're going to lose it with me. And basically just like <laughs> attacks her husband. I love when he's and like, he's like no, Evie. Like, he's no, like trying to defend no, himself. No, Evie. No, Evie, she's I'm going to win this bet. And she's like, <laughs> shut up. I didn't put up this much protest on our wedding night and I was a virgin. Like, quit it. That was another and good scene. Oh, my so God. So anyway, they so have good. sex. And ooh, baby, oh, she knows that she's in love. The things he says to her, the things he says to her, like just melt me, you know. And he's like, uh, you know, he wants to leave his handprints on her soul. Yes, like, it's like whenever he finally, whenever she's like quit protesting, he's like, God, how can I not? He's like, I'm not protesting because I want you so badly. Yeah, <laughs> he does admit, which I do like about Sebastian. He's very. He, I don't know, he's a wordsmith. He's romantic as I shit. I know. And I, and I think that's what I love the most about him. He's, he's always so vocal. He doesn't get closed off or anything. And he even admits things. Like, as soon as he starts to realize it, you know, it's like, okay, you know. And I don't know. It's just, I love him. <laughs> Have we said that enough? I don't know. I love him for loving Evie pretty much right off the bat. He does. He just, you know, had it to figure it out. It just takes him a while to admit it. And, he had, and, and it's to like overcome actions, that fear. This is like the actions speak louder than words. Yes. Because... Yes. He's Y'all, so he's, caring. He's keeping terrible. her wedding ring around his neck mm-hmm. for safe for safekeeping. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, please. Whatever. And like he a big part of him refu- like wanting to not lose a bet even with Evie is because he's like, I really have to prove this to you that I can yes. last three months. He wants to prove a point that he's all in with her. Mm-hmm. And he's never really had somebody believe in him that way. So I think but Evie just like, no, I'm tired of waiting. Like we're going to consummate this. And so 
they it's have really beautiful, beautiful night. Yep. So Jenner's is even like more popular. It is now. super popular now. Um, even after that, yeah. Because actually, the event that big like heroic event and whatever with the shooting actually um, <laughs> got people more excited to come right. to the place and check it out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like a waiting list to be a club yeah. member because and now they have they're like 2,500 members. Yeah, they're maxed out now. It's like you gotta You're wait until wait opening opens because. Nope. Yeah. And so and we have that moment, too, where Evie starts to worry about the popularity of Sebastian now, where they're going to have to go back into society. And she yeah, worries after that her she's, morning period. Yeah. She's she, like, after my morning period, I'm going to have to we're going to be asked to balls and we're going to have to go to events. And then right. I'm going to be this stammering, you know, woman in the corner. Like, she's so afraid to embarrass him. Yeah. She doesn't want to embarrass him, which is like so heartbreaking. He's I like, know. Evie, and I when he admits it, he's like, less than, he's like, like, I, I hope you care. don't end up like those women at With the ballroom. Vapid, like right, exactly. <laughs> Conversation like, about nothing. Like no, he's like, I hope you are in the corners because I'm going to be in there with you. So the way you that know? he builds her up is really, yeah, it's amazing. He, how it's not just accepting, but just like not just I accept you, but like I love you. And how like, you are, yeah. And he really know? celebrates her differentness. Yes, and obviously they don't care because he's like, I mean, own, owning a gambling club is not. He's going to be a duke well, one they day. Don't, yeah, they, they don't, don't work. They don't do this. They don't work. You know? <laughs> They're gentlemen of leisure. <laughs> right, exactly. So, and he's out working. So they've already broken a bunch of, like, societal rules. Yeah, and so what's um, one more? And he's like, we don't have to. Right. So Westcliff brings us some news. We find out more news about Joss Bullard and where he's been. Right, because um, he dropped the gun. They find, like, a symbol on the gun. Yes, and the gun was actually Egan's, the, uh, yeah, the original boss they fired or whatever who, mm-hmm. like, ran the club. So they go and talk to him, Sebastian and Westcliff, and basically find out that Joss Bullard has the pox, okay, also called distemper, which we know as syphilis, which yeah. leads to madness, okay? It's deteriorating yeah. his nervous system. Yeah, his so mind So he's acting is not- erratically. Mm-hmm. Um, and not thinking well. And so he's like, well, I sent him off to a ward, you know, an institution. Yeah. And when they go there, they um, tell him that they buried him, you know, in a double grave like two right, days before. Right. They or just whatever. said like, oh, he died two days before. He died. Oh, yeah. you also find out a little nugget at Egan's house, too, because he says something to the to the tune of like something about Ivo Jenner and Westcliff makes a connection. And he's like, was Joss Bullard um ivo's son yeah i mean there was a rumor about that and the mom told him on his on her deathbed saying Mm -hmm. oh ivo's your father but ivo never treated joss bullard with any type of like fatherly right concern and but i and so he's very jealous whenever evie came around right he could actually see like he is capable of being fatherly like he dotes on her doted on his daughter and so now this is just very it's like okay so here comes evie here comes our husband they're taking control of the gambling club yeah which was should it should be mine rightfully because i'm the son you know why would he love her she's a stammering idiot and tangled tongue as he calls her he says some horrible things about her yeah he does i know like but him. anyway, so th- we find out that Joss Bullard is Evie's half brother, right? Which was funny because whenever we first got the Jenners, Sebastian was like, "Could 
Um, or no, Evie says, always wondered if Cam could be my half brother. So that was like a pretty, pretty funny red herring. But, yeah. Um, but I thought it was kind of interesting that it sort of set us in the mind that obviously Ivo Jenner got around and might have a few bastards right, here and there, right, you know. Right. So we think he's dead. But he's <laughs> that not. night, while Spoiler. Evie is bathing um, or getting ready for her bath, she's sort of like getting undressed. And then Sebastian's like, you know, I'll I'll come and check on you later. Joss Bullard shows yeah, up. Yeah, he just and like he is, appears th- in the It is terrifying. Room. It is terrifying the way they describe him and with that knife. He looks just like um, completely and, like, mad. The disease is like eating away his nose because yes. it like, targets like he has the fleshy all these parts sores. Of, like, oh god, it just sounds absolutely terrifying. Yeah, it describes like almost like a flesh eating sort of. Yeah, it's, ugh, just, oh, it's horrible. So we have the big dangerous climax where she learns everything and she's trying to calm him and say, look, you know, I'm sorry that all this happened to you. She's still mm-hmm. trying to be caring. Even and even as mentioning like her. his last words are about you. Like he wanted yes, to like give we you... want to take care of you. And he's yeah, like, it's he too wanted... late, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you're just trying to say something. And like her maid is lurking in the corner and she's like making eyes at her maid. And, like, yeah. And her maid like runs off. And so she's like, I hope she's going to get someone. Yeah. <laughs> So but then, of course, you know, Sebastian. S- Sebastian to the rescue. And he's like super calm, but obviously it's a facade. And yes. he does get to the point where he like distracts um, Joss and he's like, he's maneuvering moving into him. and he's like trying to turn Joss. The whole point yes. was he's trying to turn Joss so that he's not looking to where Cam Rohan is right. in wait. And so that Cam has a good shot. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And yeah. so Cam does kill Joss. He kills him. And yes. Evie's like, what? Where did that know. come from? So Cam was... I feel so bad, though, because he really struggles with the guilt. And I understand it, too. Even though Bullard was, like, a horrible person, he wasn't always a horrible person. Mm-hmm. I mean, the disease did do some stuff for him. Right. And, um, and they grew up together. So he has stuff. these... Yeah. You know, obviously, you're going to murder somebody, anybody. I just found that very real that he wouldn't just be like good riddance. Like, yeah, I exactly. How they, like just a total right badass. Like, yay. You yeah, know? <laughs> I just like it gave him a lot of depth. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, after the scare with Evie, Sebastian is like very disturbed, and yes. he doesn't deal with his emotions very well, as we know. And he wants to push her away because he doesn't like feeling helpless. He wants to protect her from everything. And he wants her to live in the country with his father. And she's, she's like, like, I can't deal with this anymore. Like, I just can't deal with it. Right. Like, I can't. I'm My I'm, my heart's racing. I can't breathe. I'm trying to think where you are. And mm-hmm. she's like, stuff happens in the country, too. And he's like, yeah, no, no. Just, you need to just, go. You know. And she basically just calls him out and says, it sounds like you're trying to say you love me. And he's like, no, no, nothing like that. It's not that. It's not that. And Evie's so just ridiculous. like, no, I love you too. And if you send me away, I'm just going to come back. I know. I love I loved how she didn't give in. She right. wasn't, you know, pushover pushes, at all. She pushes him. She really yes. pushes him a lot throughout the novel. She, she does. brings him out of his comfort zone. Which is like, awesome. Very much. And we see his vulnerability. He's very ashamed about his past. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I'm just not good enough for you. Like, I've done, yes. you know, some horrible things. And she's like, no, um... You don't have to be a better man. I'm not looking for you to be more than you are. And that if you can love me without conditions, can't I love you the same way? That was like, "Ah." that was so beautiful. I like her reassuring him. I did too. It was such a perfect thing to say. Guys need love too. Awesome. And then, of course, the epilogue um, shows them (laughs) all the little wallflowers sitting around and all married, but Daisy. Daisy's (laughs) the only one unmarried and her story's in scandal in spring and <laughs> no you might be thinking because there was a little scene whenever annabelle scene. and daisy was there that oh, yeah. cam and daisy had a little kiss but cam is not her love interest just spoiler yeah. alert i mean you can read that on the blurb but um yeah cam has his own book though 
Yes. Hells so, yes. I just wanted to talk about her book hopping characters. Okay. I have read her Wallflowers, Hathaways, and Ravnall series, and they definitely have some book hopping characters. So from the Wallflowers, if you want to read it in like a linear fashion, right? you would read the Wallflowers, then the Hathaways. Book one of the Hathaways is Cam's, Cam's book. book oh, yes. I love it. And you get to see um, Westcliff, Annabelle, St. Vincent, all mm-hmm. of them. You get to see there. But then you're introduced to so many new beautiful characters. I just love them. Mm-hmm. And then the Ravnills, even better, balls. okay? <laughs> I love them. So... My favorite one from that series is Marrying Winterborn, and it kind of has a similar dynamic. Yeah. I know you haven't read that I one. I haven't, but I want to. But I, I can promise you that I will dynamic. Be. Like, the heroine reminds me of Evie. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I just – it's it's not identical situations at all, but I just find that they're similar reads. Mm-hmm. Um, well, okay. That just moved up my TBR. <laughs> Thanks, Jess. <laughs> I know. But if you <laughs> want to see more of um, – Evie and Sebastian as they get older. Number three in the Rathal mm-hmm. series is their son. So no way. Yes. His book is Devil in the Spring. Okay, and so obviously I haven't read the Ravnals, but I will be. No, that's it. the one she's still working on. And actually, um, I think book four is about to come out, if I'm not mistaken. And it and I'm ready for it. I I think it's actually <laughs> Evie and um Evie and Sebastian's daughter, Phoebe. So oh, cute. She's like a widow, I believe. Phoebe's okay. a widow. And so her book's next. And I'm excited to read it. So, yep. Well, I'm excited to read all of them. Lisa Claysbus is just amazing. She's She is amazing. Masterful in historical romance, for sure. Okay. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be talking about The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 